No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. The Garden of Eden was truly a place of delight. It's too bad we can't all go there. But did you know that there's another place of delight where we can go? Today, Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 2. Hope you'll join us for Simply the Bible. God made the heavens and the earth in six days. Six times he surveyed his creation and said it was good. The seventh time after creating mankind, God said it was very good. We pick it up in chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. Was God exhausted from six days of creating? Hardly. But he rested to leave us an example. I believe that God created everything in six days for this reason. He could have done it all in six seconds or six nanoseconds, but he made the Sabbath day a day of rest for man and showed us how to set it apart. God took a day off and even blessed it. Likewise, it is important that we take a day off. All work and no play not only makes Jack a dull boy, it also gives him a cardiac arrest. It stops his heart from caring for God, for people, and for life. It's not so important which day we take off, so long as we take a day off. As a pastor, Saturday and Sunday are work days for me, but Monday, that's my day off. I only wish I was better about really resting and recreating on it. Seems like there's always more chores to do. But as we come to the New Testament, we see that really Jesus is our Sabbath rest. He finished the work of our salvation so that we could rest from from trying to be good enough by our own works to get to heaven. Everyone who enters this rest by faith in Jesus Christ is blessed and set apart for the kingdom of God. Verse 4, this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Now we come to a notable word here in Genesis. It's the Hebrew word toledah, which is translated history in verse 4, but is often translated generations. It can also be translated account. Each time this word is used, it marks out a new division in Genesis. 
Chapter 1 gave us a wide-angle view of creation, but Chapter 2 gives us a close-up with a focus on the creation of man and woman. We are told that when God made the earth, there was no rain, but a mist came up from the ground and watered the soil. We don't know exactly how this worked, but the source of the moisture was from subterranean waters. This would all change at the time of the flood, which is when rain would start. It is interesting that God he formed man out of the dirt of the ground. While man was made in the image of God, he was formed from the dust. After sin and death entered the world, he would ultimately return to dust, that is, physically. Isn't this a beautiful balance? I mean, we're made in the image of God, which is beautiful for us to remember. But we're also made from ordinary dirt. We should not forget that we are God's offspring. We're his children. But we should also remember that what we're made of so that we don't become proud or think more highly of ourselves than we ought. Man is also the only creature in whom God breathed the breath of life. Animals are alive, but they do not live forever. We are living beings with eternal spirits. Verse 8, The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The word Eden means pleasure or delight, and truly it was paradise. Closest thing that I have experienced to this is being in Hawaii, which is beautiful. I mean, my sister lives in Kauai, the Garden Island. It's beautiful, it's lush, there's vegetation, colors, and fruit everywhere, fresh, you know, papaya, mango, pineapple, all these things. Well, God made a tropical paradise as Adam's home with mangoes and papayas and apples. No, they weren't forbidden. Wasn't the forbidden fruit. Uh, that wasn't an apple. <laughs> there are oranges, avocados, you name it. Every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The Apostle Paul tells us that God gives us richly all things to enjoy. James tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Certainly this was true for Adam as he delighted in the garden that God had made. The tree of life was also there and its fruit had the effect of perpetuating life. Man could have lived in this tropical paradise forever, but there was also the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, why did God put that there? Well, you'll have to wait till next time to find that one out. Verse 10. Now, a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Delium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is 
the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hittikel. It is the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. In addition to the mist rising to water the earth, Eden had four rivers, Pishon, Gihon, Hittikel, which was the Tigris, and Euphrates. We're also told that Pishon went around the entire land of Havilah, where there was good, pure gold. Wouldn't you like to know where that is? Also, there was delium, which is a fragrant yellowish tree sap, and onyx stone. All of this tells us that Eden was an exceedingly good land. Although we do know where the Tigris and Euphrates rivers are today, we don't know what happened to the other two rivers. It's likely that the entire terrain and landmarks changed drastically at the time of the flood. We can't go back to Eden, but we can delight in something else. Psalm 1 tells us, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. God, in a sense, has prepared a garden of Eden for us in his word, if we will meditate and delight ourselves in it day and night. The scripture says we'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. We will receive rivers of life from God's spirit. And like the trees in the garden of Eden, we will bring forth luscious and lasting fruit. Our leaf shall not wither and we will prosper in whatever we do. That is certainly my hope and prayer as we walk together through the garden of God's word and learn to delight ourselves in it so that we may receive all its benefits. And I would encourage us all to do this. I mean, we, every day we can either be thinking about what the world tells us, walking in the counsel of the ungodly, or we can be walking in the counsel of God's word and find a rich experience in it. David wrote in Psalm 19.7, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. You know, there's something that's even better than the gold of Havilah, and that is God's testimony through his word. I mean, think about it. David had lots of gold, but he thought that the judgments of the Lord were even more desirable than much fine gold. 
Have we found that to be true? If so, are we really taking time to meditate, to read, to know God's word? David also said that God's word is sweeter than honey and honeycomb. Have you discovered this to be true? I can tell you all about it. But until you taste it for yourself, you can't experience it. It's like chocolate. If you never had chocolate before, I could try to explain what it's like. But until you actually take a bite, you'll never know what it tastes like. So taste and see that the Father is good and that his word is sweet. In keeping it, David tells us there is great reward. Well, next time we'll see that there was only one thing in all of creation that God said was not good. It was not good that man should be alone. Hope you'll join us as we look at how and why God formed woman and brought her to the man. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Darrell's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Join Pastor Darrell next week as he continues his study of the book of Genesis. 